welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talked to Johnny Augustine, Blue Bomber running back, who just signed a two-year contract extension. And we'll talk to the head coach of the Manitoba Moose, Mark Morrison. They got six games in eight days. That's a lot. How are they going to get ready for that? He'll tell us on the podcast. few days away from the start of free agency in the Canadian Football League, but one man who will not be testing free agency is running back Johnny Augustine, who has agreed to a two-year extension with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And jo- Johnny joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Johnny, welcome to the show. Congrats on the new deal. Thank you so much. How are you guys? Uh, nice to be on. Doing well tonight. Where are you tonight? I actually just landed in uh, B.C., airport so i apologize for the noise uh i'm going to see my trainer rob williams for the weekend so <laughs> yeah that's where i'm at right now just literally landed off <laughs> no worries so uh what's the training process like for you then is this the kind of the beginning of a real grind for you or is this p- just part of the process uh, it's just part of the process um after the great cup usually after the season in general i give myself a good month two to two to four weeks of letting my body rest right because it's a lot of pounding a lot of uh, mileage and so I give my time off and then you know I slowly start incorporating the weight start slowly start incorporating the running uh, and one of the reasons why I'm here in BC with my trainer is he's a movement specialist coach so we start to look at everything from ground up so it's right now we're just slowly getting into uh, everything so why did you want to sign a two-year extension when a lot of players are signing a one-year extension? I mean, at the end of the day, it's about long-term stability. And, I, I, you know, I love it in Winnipeg, you know. Um, everyone, you know, one year or whatnot, I can't really focus on that. But I know where my heart is at, and my heart is at in Winnipeg. And, you know, I want to continue to, you know, bring that success and carry that success. And why not continue to be with a franchise that, that give has given me the opportunity. So for me, it was a no brainer. So the signing came kind of close to the start of free agency. Was there any kind of stress in having it wait till February to sign this deal? Yeah. I mean, it obviously comes with the stress. You know, I obviously had to evaluate everything, um, you know, just to see, make sure that I put myself in the best position to, to, to be able to thrive with the team. Um, Yes, there come stresses, challenges, but when it was all said and done, uh, you know, my heart was here, and I'm happy that it ended up here for the next two years. How much do you enjoy being a Winnipeg Blue Bomber? <laughs> uh, more than you could think. Uh, you know, it's as cliche as it sounds. The I love playing for Coach O'Shea, the locker room, the organization. You know, it's not just what you know is seen on the field it's what's off the field that is very special so um to me being a bomber means a lot and i'm going to continue to wear that jersey with pride what have you learned about being a running back from andrew harris uh you know not everyone can say they've played behind a hall of famer for me i've learned the the mindset the skill set that it takes to come in day in and day out to to produce at a high level. Um, you know, just being in the meeting room with him and sitting down and seeing how he dissects defenses uh, and just understanding how, you know, when you really know all the ins and outs uh, as a pro athlete, especially as a running back, 
um, you can be very successful. And that's why he's been able to do what he's done for the last 10 to 12 years. Um, and obviously, you know, be a future Hall of Famer. Have you been told what your role on this team could be going forward compared to what it's been the last couple of years? My role on the team is to help in any facet that I can, whether that's running the ball or playing special teams. I do. I can't answer that question. My Whatever is asked of me or required of me, I'm going to do that. <clears throat> and that means special teams. How much pride do you take in being on that unit? I mean, I take a lot of pride, right? It's, you know, special teams is sometimes not looked at, but, you know, it's a phase of the game that can change the whole game. So I take real pride in that. And, you know, if, I, if I'm playing special teams this year, I'm going to do my job. But, you know, I know my, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be running the ball as, many, as hard as I can and as often as I can this year. How much of a luxury is it as a running back to have as good an O-line as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have? Well, I love those boys up front. I'll say it again. I love those boys up front. Uh, Stanley Bryant, Yoshi, Michael Couture, Patty, like all the boys up front. Um, you know, we have the best offensive line in this league. And that was one of the biggest decisions for me as well when I decided to come back was to know that I get to play with those, you know, those hogs up front again. Have you had your day with the Great Cup yet? I did. Uh, it was last Thursday on the 27th. Uh, I was able to share it, you know, with close families and friends, bring it back to my high school. Um, so, you know, had it for one day, and it was very monumental time. And, uh, you know, it's moments like that that make you realize that it's well worth it, all the hard work, sacrifice, and dedication, and uh, lifting that trophy with your teammates and let alone uh, sharing those moments with uh, close families and friends. I know you all want it back-to-back, but I don't think you guys had a day with the Cup the first time, right? No, unfortunately not, just because of the pandemic and, you know, when things were serious. Uh, so it was nice to be able to actually do it this time around. Did you wow some people getting to see that for the first time? Yeah, I mean, you know, to see it up close, it's one thing to see it afar. But, you know, to see it up close and seeing how historical it is and having, you know, our names engraved in it and the you know, the history behind that trophy, right? So it was to see people's faces uh, felt felt amazing. And you get to bring it back to your high school. Was there any moment of like, hey, look what I did, guys, to kind of yeah. show off? Yeah, so not necessarily show off. It was more of uh, a thank you to everyone that supported me at that high school of Notre Dame and Welland. And I also remember Chris Manzile of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, how he, uh, you know, he brought the trophy and when he was playing for the Argos in like 2012 or so. And uh, I remember being in grade 12 and saying how special that would be if I could do something like that. So to me, that was a very special moment in my life. So you mentioned you're going at, you're out west now to, to train. Are, how long are you out there for? Uh, just for the weekend. I tend to come uh, once a month. Uh, so right now I'm in the beginning of the phase of doing that. So um, you know, like I said, I literally just landed. I'm at the airport getting my car rental, driving to downtown Vancouver to go see Rob and hit the football field. So other than uh, these monthly trips out west, what else are you doing in the off season? Um, so outside of football, you know, I'm involved in real estate. So that's something that's passion of mine. Uh, I've been working really hard with that. Um, and like I said, when I'm not doing real estate, it's a lot of <laughs> training, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's working with my speed coach, um, you name it, I'm doing it. Uh, 
it's just 24-7, right? Being a better football player and, and, you know, and then obviously making sure I diversify myself outside of football. So when does the training really ramp up or is it, is it already going pretty hard? It's already going pretty hard, you know, but, you know, I got to play it smart. You know, I see a lot of different therapists, so I slowly each week, the increments get higher and higher and higher. Trying to peak for the start of the season, right? Exactly. Well, Johnny, I'll, I'll let you go get your car and get settled in BC. Appreciate you calling in tonight. and Best of luck going forward here. Thank you so much. Have a good night, guys. I appreciate y'all. Manitoba Moose, meantime, they're going to be very busy this weekend. They host the Texas Stars tomorrow at 6 o'clock and Saturday, Sunday afternoon at 2. They have a day off to travel. They're in Texas Tuesday and Wednesday. And then they go to Abbotsford. It's a lot of hockey. And to preview the action, we're joined by the head coach of the Moose, Mark Morrison. Hi, Mark. It's a pretty hectic stretch for your team, eh? <laughs> it is busy. I mean, and then there's a day off and there's two more after that. So, uh, yeah, it's busy. It's going to uh, it's going to be a trying time for sure for everybody. Uh, we had a conversation with a group about it this morning and uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to get the rest when we can, when we can possibly rest and look after ourselves and eat properly. And we're going to have to make the correct changes and, and short shift players and, and try to, uh, it, it, try to uh, save as much energy as we can. It is going to be a, a difficult time. Certainly probably, um, the most difficult schedule I've ever dealt with in, in my career. So yeah, you're in Manitoba this weekend then you go to texas and then you go to abbotsford it's not like these games are close together at all <laughs> exactly it is tough i mean that's the way it is so you know we we understand that uh i think it's it's six games and eight nights and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a grind um but we're uh you know it is what it is and, and we've just we've uh, we've got the mindset that we're resilient and uh you know we're gonna compete we're gonna be we're gonna make sure that we're uh giving ourselves a chance to win every game and uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. A number of players that have been with the jets or with the taxi squad have been reassigned. You'll have at least some of them, certainly for the, the weekend series here. What boost does that give your team to have players like Billy Hanel and Declan Chisholm, Jonathan Kovacevic back with the team, at least for a couple games here. Yeah, that's, that, that's uh, it, it gives us a jump for sure. I mean, we've kind of dealt with this, uh, for most of the year, I mean, ever since the taxi squad got put in, uh, we've had players uh, up on the taxi squad and we've been replacing them with uh, players that we had in the ECHL and so on. So it's uh, guys have moved up the lineup and then uh, have done a good job. And then, of course, when those players come back, it gives us a boost. And the guys, uh, hopefully those guys that got extra ice time while they were gone are having improved in their game. And uh they they have done that, so it gives us a boost, and we're we're certainly happy to have them back. Uh, hopefully, it gives us a little bit more offense than we've had lately. What can you say about the players that have had to step up, though, in the absence of these players who, going into the season, were probably penciled in to be regulars in your lineup every night? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, these guys that uh, that you know, it's Morales uh, who was. Uh, you know, a fourth line center, Poli, who was a fourth line winger. These guys have stepped up and played first line minutes and, and have done a good job at it. And, and, you know, they, they took the challenge and, and made the most of it. Um, they've improved and, uh, you know, down the stretch, uh, they're going to be very valuable.
And what about someone like Jeff Mallott, who's been uh, one of the veterans on this team, leading scorer again, 12 goals on the season. What kind of impact has he had on the team? Well, Jeff's had a huge impact. He's He's been a regular with us. Uh, you know, he's played most of the games. He's he's thinking on a minor injury as of late, but he's played most of the games with us. He's He's been a constant in the dressing room. He's had an impact uh, in the dressing room uh, with all the new players that are coming in. Uh, he's done a good job there along with Jimmy Oligny, and uh, he's also done a great job on the ice. He, you know, he plays the game the right way, and uh, he, he's gotten better as it goes on. Uh, he's, uh, he's shown improvement, definitely, uh, in the offensive zone, you know, kind of controlling the puck and, and protecting the puck and making plays. He's, he's, uh, his improvement it, it has been huge. Who else has stood out in terms of uh, their development this year for you? Well, the, you know, for me, the, the whole, uh, the whole defensive core there in Kovacevic and Gwonki and Chisholm and, and, and Billy, uh, those guys have, those guys have all, uh, you know, played big minutes for us and they, they've uh, been real offensive. And, uh, you know, I think their numbers, so all of them have some of the best numbers in the league as far as offensive numbers go. And so uh, they've, they've uh, taken a step for sure. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you look at, if you look at the other guys, we got Poganski who started with us, who's still up there. And Reichel's done a great job and, and shown improvement and, and, and he's been up. So, you can go through the list. Uh, a lot of guys have uh, a lot of guys have stepped up. What about Nelson Noje, who had five goals in 230 career AHL games, and then had two in one night last a couple weekends ago against Chicago? Yeah, well, there's that's a that's a whole story in itself with Nelson. I mean, we. You know, to find ice time, he's had to move from defense to to kind of the forward spot on the wing, um, just because of our our defense core has been so strong. And he's found a, a niche in his game where he, he he can play on the wing and and add some physical presence and some speed on the wing. And uh, you know, he's he's done a real good job of. Uh, he's one of the guys that you know, like we lose all our defensemen. Uh, on taxi squad, he goes back to D. We get all our defensemen uh, back. He goes back up front when we're short there. And so he's been one of the guys that uh, has, has really been some glue for us as far as moving him around the lineup and, and using him in different spots. And he's he's uh, he's been fine with it. He, he takes it uh, and, and goes with it, and he's been a real leader. Back to your schedule, Mark, if you don't mind. You've got this crazy yeah. stretch, as we mentioned, coming up. But then... You play February 20th at home against Milwaukee, and you don't play on the road again until March 15th in Abbotsford. You got this enormous homestand coming up. Does that give you a nice little carrot for this trip, a light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, it does. Uh, you know, it gives us it, it does give us some room there where we can uh, adjust ourselves and, and uh, get some rest, and, and you're not traveling. But uh, the big thing, I think, is right after this, uh, right after the six and eight, we come back from Abbotsford and we have uh, seven or eight days without a game. So um, I know the schedule's funny in that seven or eight days in there, and you know you, you bang six and eight in, but it's uh, it is the way it is. And so we're looking forward to the six or seven days uh, break there right after this trip. Well, and for your next home game, you'll have more fans in the stands again. 
Yeah, which is nice. I mean, that's one of the things like uh, you really do notice it when there's no one in the building. It's quiet and it's really hard to, to build momentum and uh, it's going to be nice to have fans back and play in front of them and, uh, and get that momentum behind you when you score a goal or there's a big hit and the fans play a role with the noise. So uh, we're looking forward to that as well. On that week-long break you have after this road trip, as a coach, do you get a day off or are you constantly still thinking about hockey? Uh, mostly the, well, you know, the players are going to get some time off there, but as uh, coaching staff, uh, we'll probably take a day, uh, a day off when we get back, but then we'll, we'll be back in the office and uh, planning practices and planning the rest of our schedule, different games and lineups and who we have available to us. And so, yeah, there's always lots to do. And, and it's nice uh, when the players get the day off and they're not in the rink and we can spend some time on, uh, on planning for the future. Well, Mark, I wish you the best of luck in this upcoming swing. Thanks for this, and uh, enjoy that rest once you get it. (laughs) Thanks very much. It'll be needed. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing, because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places, I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your